So many 5D channelers will say that we merely have to exist on the same plane for us to be able to see it. So when we raise our vibration up the same way in Reiki, Reiki's raising your vibration up, you're no longer going to have access to the lower vibrational stuff. We don't want it. We don't want it in our system. It's blocking us. We don't want it in our field. It's preventing us from obtaining our, our dreams and what we want to pull in. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hi, guys. Welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Hello, fam. What's going on? Lindsay, Lindsay was just like, we just got on the mic to record and Lindsay goes, it's a fucking hot box in here. <laughs> and I thought that was how we were going to start today. I'm like, okay. Uh, never <laughs> really like, know right. with me. Honestly. No, but it's true. Like... I, I think about that when I am hot, I'm out. I'm out. Well, here's the thing. I love heat. I just, I don't want to be forced to do or have conversations or be engaged when there's heat. I literally want to be in a in a sauna or in a, a yoga class at the pool, at the beach. I'll be hot. Yeah. Just so long as I don't have to talk to you or form thoughts, I'm good. Yeah. I'm also from Brooklyn now. So welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where I'm- <laughs> Holy fuck. Like where I'm from. Where I'm we from. We keep it nice and chilly. In the borough. <laughs> yeah, in the, and the borough gets real warm. There's eight of us in an apartment. <laughs> There's one fan near the window. <laughs> it works half the time. Sometimes we go down to the bodega, just open the doors. <laughs> Dad killed someone last night. We're all trying to cover <laughs> <No>. it up. <laughs> Stand by the beer case to see if we can get a little air. <laughs> oh, man. Brooklyn life. Anyway. Brooklyn life's crazy, to be honest. That's <laughs> my, my favorite part of uh, the New York area. Yeah. I like everyone else. <laughs> that anyway. was the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> it's like when you're in your like, I love the beach. It's like, yeah, everyone likes the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like it over I, I, Manhattan. Like, boo. For me, Manhattan is boo. Manhattan Beach or Manhattan? What? Manhattan, New York is boo. Oh, for what? Just life. In general? Oh, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I was thinking about that. There's a part of me that always thinks I need to save people. Like where I'm like, I lived there once and I'm here now. You all need to escape. You know, like that, like Aaron Rose. Aaron Rose. Yeah. We like, an and I need person. to chill on that because people don't, it's, it's with good intention that I explain it. But I think some of my friends, they're like, nah. I know. <laughs> you know like, that's the learning that I've had over exactly. the years is being like, Hey, why don't you chill out on your opinion? Because I'd be like, oh my God. Ah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know what? I mean, that's the thing with New York. It's like, hey, you know, you're like, hi. They're like, where do you live? 
Like, oh, I live in, you know, New York City. And they're like, I could never live there. It's crazy. <laughs> you're like, you know, no one asked. Mm-hmm. And I can only go, I can only visit. You're like, I, I got it. I understand. It. And so in New York, it makes you defensive of almost, you know, when you're there, you're like, Completely. you know, because you, you hear that so much. You're like, and there's a pride too. Yeah. You're like, I'm surviving it. It's a badge of honor. <laughs> I'm going two hours for Trader Joe's daily. I remember that trek. I had to go to from the Chelsea one and Flatiron. Yeah, I had to go from Long Island City. So I'd go up to 42nd. I'd go on the seven up to 42nd. I'm going to actually take you through this, guys. So if your ears are bleeding from me explaining this, you know, whatever. And I'd have to go up and over and take all these ways. And I remember one day it was like on a weekend and the F train wasn't running on the weekend. So I actually sat at the subway for 45 minutes before I realized it. So 45 minutes there, waiting in line to buy groceries, 45 minutes to an hour, waiting at a train station that wasn't running 45 minutes. And then I had to find another one. And it ended up being like a five hour day. Oh, easy. I was like, I'm... I don't know if these like graham crackers from Trader Joe's are worth it. No, I just remember because like I wouldn't, I I don't know. I was trying to save money. So I wasn't taking cabs as much. So I'm like, I can do it. I can get on the subway. I can do this. I mean, by the time I got home, I'd probably have like eight bags. And like, if you, you take the bags off my arms, I mean, I probably have like permanent like marks on my arms. It was just insane. Like what we put our bodies through, but I can do it. (laughs) And then I'd order a Magnum of Chardonnay and be like, everything's good. (laughs) (laughs) I love your Chardonnay game. Oh man. Woodbridge Chardonnay. It was $14 for a Magnum. Get out of here. Maddie and I would finish it in one night, which is insane. That's That's way too much wine. And that's, I, that's, that's too much. I don't, you know, hey, I would wonder why I would I feel like judge. shit in the morning. I don't know. I don't judge a wine. No, I've actually never had wine. a whole bottle by myself. Mm, I have. Yeah, I think a lot of people have. It doesn't feel good. Yeah, I don't of course. Re- recommend it. But Chloe's <laughs> laughing. Chloe has had. <laughs> Chloe's like, I've, how many? I've how met... many bottles is the most bottles you've had? Wow. Should probably tell your parents, but. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we are your parents. I know, Oops. Honestly. And your parents actually already know. Um, <laughs> yesterday, Justin came home from work and he's like, listen to this crazy story. I said, okay. And he said that he was over with one portion of the team and it's like their customer support part of the team. And there's this guy who's like pretty straight edge. He's he's a little bit older, but he it's kind of like a dad joker yeah. type type. And Justin said that he saw the phone ring and the guy's like, hello. And he's like, who? Wedgie? You're Wedgie? And he's like, okay. (laughs) And Justin's like, the guy's name's Wedgie. What the hell? Like Wedgie, you know, he's just kind of thinking to himself. I'm like, that's an interesting name. You know, the name Wedgie. And And the guy who answered the phone was like, you know, I don't know if we can do that, but let me, let me check and Wedgie, we'll get back to you. <laughs> and so the guy had his phone number and he looked up his account and, and Justin goes around the corner to like see who he was doing. The person that called was YG. Oh my God. The rapper who just got called Wedgie multiple times. Oh my God. YG. YG. So Justin, their company does a lot of... uh mobile app development with a lot of different people mm-hmm. like Marshmallow, Kylie Cosmetics, Fashion Nova, like all these people. So YG works with them. And YG, Justin's going to YG's house on Thursday. 
Oh my God. To show him like in work. Cause YG, so YG actually has a clothing brand yeah. that he's really, really invested in and cool. that he is really all about. So they just got a mobile app with them. And now Justin's going to like take him through and show him everything. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> That's insane. Isn't that insane? So, be his, so fun. his house is like outside of Calabasas, like pretty far. Yeah. So Justin's going to go there. Whoa. And see, and see Mr. Wedgie. That is hilarious that that dude... Did that dude get a de- demerit for no, saying he fucking was like, wedgie? Oh. That well, is also... Did he... Spe- was he... Spe- so he thought he was spelling it out? No, he was He was saying... Yo, he answered the phone. He yo, said, it's yo, YG. It's YG. YG. Oh, YG. Yeah. Oh, God, I got it. And, it, you know, I guess he, he thought wedgie was a name and YG was not. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole thing. <laughs> um, oh, shit. I know. So funny. Wow. Well, I need the full report back. We need to call Justin next week when we do an intro. My um, actually, so this also, so uh, Top Dollar T, my mom called me and she was like, you know, the episode with you and Justin was one of my favorites. Very sweet. Playing favorites. I'm sorry, T. You're playing favorites. Always playing favorites. (laughs) And then she goes, it was another thing. Such a, this is such a mom thing. She goes, we had her wedding. So my mom just got remarried to to someone. So they're married now. That's what happens at weddings. And they had pictures taken at the wedding and she sent them around and I purposely didn't look at them because oftentimes I do. I just don't want to look at pictures. I don't need more mm. pictures of me. I don't need to look at more pictures of myself. So she's like, oh, did you see the pictures I sent around of the wedding? I'm like, actually, you know, I haven't opened them yet. I just, I'm good. She's like, yeah, you know, I don't know. They weren't your best. So I think that's better that you didn't open them up. I'm like, yeah, you know, for sure. She's like, I definitely think you've taken better pictures. I'm like, okay. But then, (laughs) so I was telling Lindsay, my mom is coming to our Ohio event. Mm -hmm. So we're on tour. We have tons of cities on tour. We're going everywhere and we're going to Columbus, which is close to my hometown outside of Cincinnati. And we've sold out that event a few weeks ago. And so my mom heard that we sold out the event and she goes, you know, I know that you guys are sold out. So, and you know, I should, you know, I'll probably get, a, I would have gotten a free ticket anyways. So I was thinking, you know, I have my tickets. What do you think about me selling the tickets, you know, and, <laughs> and making the money and, you know, using the free ticket that you would have given me. I'm like, what? Sure. I was just thinking, I'm like, dude, imagine if you're like Ariana Grande. Oh my God. <laughs> like the shit that fucking happens. She has so many handlers that she'll never hear it yeah. and they'll filter through. Totally. I need a handler. I'm just like, yo, I have tiny mm. ass events with these, with our amazing community. Holy moly. And peeps is already. That's a great, qu- it's a good question though. Sure. It's a good question. I'm like, you should try and pay double <laughs> to support, <laughs> support me. Oh my God. Thanks, Ohio for showing out. I can't wait to see you. Uh, I'm excited for Ohio. Um, I got a really interesting voicemail the other day uh, from, I don't, I don't know if we, eons ago I was like like very briefly seeing a sociopath and but then like was I fell into a trap of like helping him to then go like get back with his I guess what he thought was the love of his life or whatever so anyway <laughs> yo that's actually I, hilarious when you're not I, say something. No, you can say it now okay sorry just sorry because about this sociopath Justin said yesterday I said hey we need to have more like funny ass dudes on the pod mm-hmm and Justin goes, how about X? 
and named sociopath, like as a joke. I mean, that's the funniest thing. Is I've that ever heard. literally? So this guy was the reason why Justin said that was because Justin met this sociopath that we're talking about, mm-hmm. and the guy was zero mm, percent funny, a percentage of zero funny. Oh, zero, zero. So that's why Justin. But said he that. thinks he's very funny. He thinks he's very smart and funny and quick and this. Anyway, whatever. He's one of those guys that's like sarcasm's my sense of humor. Totally, but isn't funny. Anyway. So he, out of the blue, he called me. The only reason why I'm, I re-listened to the voicemail because there was a line in it that like, I didn't catch the first time around. Basically the backstory is that I like kind of helped him and was like a, an accountability person during this time when, you know, he was, he was unfaithful to this girl. Then he just kind of went off the deep end with a few things, yada, yada, yada. And so I like set him up with a, an energy healing. I set him up with just like a lot of things that I thought might just like, Ooh, chip away at Mm -hmm. the layers of shit. And then all of a sudden I got a call one day that was like, we're back together he and this girl that he was like trying to get back with and like we can no longer speak, which classic. Honestly, 0% of me cared. I was actually relieved Mm -hmm. because it was really biting into my schedule to be completely honest. But I was just like, all right, man. Like I was just kind of like, oh, I involved myself with someone and wasted my time helping someone that is actually the worst. Anyway, so in this voicemail, if you play this, this will be the most savage thing that we've ever. Let's see done. if it actually works. I would love the Honestly, technology. Honestly, if you here. play this, this will be so savage. I don't even know. I've done very. I've said some crazy shit, but this will be. We'll see. You can tell top, me if I'm crossing the line. I'll, I'll stop it after a certain. Wow, are you guys? Wow, this is crazy. This is even gonna work. We're not using names over here, but we're using voices. voices. But anyway, just as women, like there was certain languaging that I was like. Oh, wow. What a fucking degrading, uh, manipulative way to make me feel a certain way. I don't know. Hey, hey. Uh, I recognize it's been a minute. Um, and self-imposed. I appreciate you handling it with grace. I appreciate you handling it with grace. You guys, I am on the floor. I am crawling out of my skin. I am not present on this earth. Do you think we can... Is that fine? No, I'm loving it. Okay, cool. I don't give a fuck. But you handled it with grace. Thank you. This is the whole thing, okay? Because he thinks that's what I want to hear. He thinks that's a a badge of something that I need, and and it it makes him feel like what he did was okay and honorable at the time. Like, thank you for being with me through that and really handling it with grace, letting me go. <laughs> oh, go. Fuck yourself. Someone actually messaged me and goes, do you listen to Chris D'Elia? Cause that comes out like with both of us. A hundred. Avi. And she goes, actually, you guys would be a cute couple. LOL. Mm, interesting. <laughs> See you later. See you later. That'll be our next voicemail. Yeah, actually. Um, so anyway, I just... So no more, because, no more of the VM? Oh, you want more of it? Yeah, I actually fucking do. How long? I actually can't because... It says the, it says the name. Okay. Of okay. Uh, not his name. Okay. 
of someone we know. Join our Patreon and you'll get the full voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We don't have a Patreon. But I, we've been talking a lot about language lately and how we're being very specific and like... Uh, you know, just more intentional about everything. And that type of languaging as it's directed to women to make them feel smaller Mm -hmm. and like, just like they did the right thing and thank you so much and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. You took it with grace. But damn, I did a little soft stockage. They ain't on each other's Instagram anymore. Uh It was a full recall. It was a full recall, whatever. This is petty, but anyway. I am so, I'm so glad that I'm now very in tune and can say no much quicker to things. Yes. Like I would not like that was only a year ago, but like in that time, like, whoa, I'm just very like, no, I'm good. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> I was like, You're good. <laughs> I'm good, dude. I don't no fun. It was zero fun. The thing about yeah, anyway. We don't have to go into it because you kind of have to like see and know him to like understand that like, I'm sure there was a lot of social whatever that happened in high school, middle school, like trauma and like is, was never worked out. I know this for a fact. Oh, okay. And then he's like, you, I wouldn't think that case you think he would be the, no, he's, he's become that. And that's why there's this mentality that's still the, that got it, whatever. Wow. We're doing charades over here and I'm (laughs) I'm miming. Honestly. (laughs) Oh, wow. I mean, he told you that? What, he got bullied? Bullied for being like overweight and like kind of made fun of. Not just for being overweight, but for like um, just being kind of a quote unquote nerd, even though like we fucking love nerds. But like, it's like, yeah. And to have that be unresolved and probably not like talked about ever, like yeah. to kind of grow into someone who on the outside, like is like by society standards, good looking, has a nice body, whatever. Yeah. There is, I think an unresolved resentment and therefore I think it's coming out in these ways, yeah. you know? To prove. To prove. And I'm sure there were some things with women. And so there's yeah. this like a subconscious disrespect. Yeah. I remember he went to college with my ex-boyfriend. He went to high school. Uh, yeah. Who I dated for a very oh, long maybe time. Maybe we can fact check that. Yeah. Totally. And he goes, oh, that's who you dated? <laughs> and I go, like, Justin's sitting right there. I'm like, yeah. He's like, huh. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. And then he said his name again. He's like, loser. Dunna Dunna? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, very interesting. I'm like, I don't care what you think. <laughs> Holy hell. Anyways. As a part of his, you know, work that he's doing now, because he called me basically asking for that healer's name again. and her Did he go information. before? He couldn't have gone. He went before. He, he's gone before to her. Had she seen him? Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, that's why like... If it was the first time he was asking me, I would have been like, but yeah. it, whatever. Yeah, that's why he was like, I set him up the first time. Yeah. So he wanted her number. I literally, I didn't answer. I And I just like sent him the contact. Wow. He's like, thank you so much. Goodbye. Didn't answer. 
But you know what, you know, I think about that, you know, cause my initial inclination, obviously we're very close to that healer. So that's, you know, my own personal mm-hmm. thing, but I'm like, always oh, like, Oh no, don't step into the healer's office. But people need it. Got to raise consciousness. People need people. healing. Everyone does. I know. Even people that I perceive to be not nice. Mm-hmm. I think they need healing. Truly. And they think I need healing. We all need healing. I need yeah. healing. I completely agree. You know, so oftentimes it's like, no, this is for us. But it's for everyone. For everyone. And I like, I'm, because I'm not connected to him anymore, I was just like, go and be. Go and, go and be and go and do and don't call me. Yeah. Also, this is the last thing I'll say. And we agreed on this. Google it. Oh, honey. <laughs> Google the healer's name and get her number. You don't have to call me. You don't have to tell me that you're now returning to the work. You don't have to tell me that I handled it with grace. I'm a good. He also said, I'm, I'm so proud of you guys. You know, you really are, are Got it. blah, blah, blah. For what? I was like, sweet man, for the podcast. Yeah, but like, what do you know about us? Oh, he. I'm sure he stops. That's the, the, that's the thing too with like looking at your stuff. It's like you know who she is. Know. You know who the healer is, honey. I know. It's like, come on, bye, bye, bye. Wow. Hey, dude. You know what's funny though is like, I will say from the perspective, and this is my maybe specific to me, but maybe other people that are in serious relationships or married or with their person or whatever can relate that it's like damn, I remember doing all that shit until I found Justin. Like you break up, mm-hmm. you call the ex, you see what this person you hooked up with is doing. You kind of go back to the other people. Yeah. Like once you've broken up, like I remember when I'd break up with people, you know, that I'd be dating. I'm like, all right, I've got three exes that I'm going to hit up this week and mm-hmm. I'm going to check out this person that I'm, you know, you kind of go through those rounds of like, of that conversation. And it's just, yeah. Completely. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. I've done it. I've done it like, yeah. It's usually a comfort thing. This is what we have to say to you, sir. Peace and love. I wish you Peace many blessings upon your journey that you are on. Mm-hmm. Thanks for taking me along. Uh, with grace. <laughs> with love grace. Uh, <laughs> yo, actually, oh, last thing. I was at my, I was at cryozone. I was doing cryotherapy, which is cold chamber therapy. Um, it helps with inflammation, blood flow, uh, muscle recovery, all these different things. But I really like cryotherapy. And my um, Josh, who's my friend that works there now, I love him. He was saying, I was asking about someone and he kind of, he didn't want to say anything negative. So he said, he's on a journey. (laughs) And I was like, damn, that is, I'm going to use that a hundred times. Just being like very, very simple. If you don't have anything nice to say, they're on a journey. That's that shit. Yeah. That is that shit. I'm going to be using that all the time. Because it's easier to talk shit. They're just on a journey. <laughs> I'd be like, what do you mean? You'd be like, I'm on a journey. You're on a journey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. A few announcements before we get into today's incredible episode. Hot fire. Hot fire flames. Um, we have our tour. We are kicking it off yet again. We're so excited in Chicago, Nashville, and Ohio mid-December. So we will be with Milana Snow at, a, at um, wow. Evolve Her. Evolve Her. Thank you. Uh, that is September 17th. Nope. 
Yeah, it is. is. It? Okay. Yeah. Thursday, <laughs> September 17th. That one's sold out. And then we're going to be heading to Nashville the next day. Mm-hmm. We have Nashville on Wednesday with Julie Solomon on the 18th. That's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. Um, that conversation with Julie is going to be really fun because it's all going to be about finding your purpose and really figuring out ways that you can align the person that you feel you are inside with the person you are on the outside. Julie Solomon is super powerful. She's been on our podcast. We've been on hers. Uh, so I know you guys will really find a lot of value from that conversation. And then Thursday is with Dr. Josh Axe of Mm -hmm. Ancient Nutrition. He is a world-renowned physician. Um, He has, you know, he's just huge in the industry. We love working with them. We love their team. So that's going to be all about hormone balancing, um, optimal digestion, and really everything related to hormone synthesis and female body regulation. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be very female focused. It's going to be about foods we can eat, practices we can do, supplements we can take, everything we can do to optimize ourselves as women in the world. Yeah. And really bringing in that, like, I love, I love ancient nutrition for that reason. And this is not a plug. It's just like, I'm so glad that we're kind of simplifying things in a way where we're bringing these ancient like herbs and modalities and bringing them into the modern world so that we can heal like our bodies want to heal because our bodies want to heal. Yep. Period. That's promo code almost 30 for anything from ancient nutrition. Yep. Um, and then we'll be in Ohio. That is sold out. We're so excited to see all of you in Krista's home state. Yes. And we're going to be speaking at the Empowered Voice Summit on Saturday. Yes. And so you can join us at that. And the code is almost 30 if you want to get a discounted ticket. There's going to be amazing speakers like Kelsey Patel, Katie Delbout, and it's going to be like a full festival day in Columbus, Ohio. Please come to that. That's going to be so much fun. We'll have like time in between to hug you and meet you. So yeah, code almost 30 for 30% off. And yeah, that's that's Let's just shut up the live show. Oh yeah, let's shout it out. So October 3rd in Brooklyn at Rough Trade, we are going to be in the great state of New York for a live show with Nikki Glazer. Nikki Glazer, I mean, she's someone that we've one just like loved all of her content and comedy for so long. She is smart. She is powerful. She is unafraid to just go there. So we're really excited to have a conversation with her in a live setting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Our first live show in San Francisco was fucking bananas and this one's going to be cherries yeah it's going to be the best it's going to be the best so join us for that one and then we have two other events one on human design and one on the alchemy of voice so we'll see you in new york and then more stuff coming but wanted to keep you guys posted with that we would love to see you and tickets will sell out for all of these so please grab them now yeah all right on today's podcast we have april fender so krista brought april into our sphere. She was, is, um, what would you call it? Upgrading you uh, in the way of Reiki one and two thus far. And it's just been so fascinating and really um, beautiful to see your process and your journey with um, Reiki. Yeah. So April is the person, she's a Reiki master teacher and meditation instructor. She does retreats. She does medicine healing or she does plant medicine healing. Mm -hmm. Um, She's very versed in the cosmos and planets and aliens, all of these things, but she's my personal uh, Reiki teacher. So Mm -hmm. she's taught me Reiki one and two and um, Lindsay's gone to her for healings and all of that thing. So 
This conversation is the conversation that you guys have been waiting for. We talk all about aliens, extraterrestrials. We talk about different planetary things. We talk about ascension. We talk about different light beings and how we can communicate and connect with them. Uh, What else do we talk about? So my experience with April, I experienced her quantum healing technology. That is a technology channeled by... The Pleiadians, I believe. And this is a system that aligns your chakras. Honestly, the only way I can describe it, I'll say it in layman's terms, is that I was able to enter into probably the deepest meditation I've been in in recent uh, memory. And in a way that really um, was on like a cellular level. So they, she incorporates in the bed is like a a sound system for lack of a better term using crystals to channel the sound as well. And I mean, you feel this, like it's like you're in a spaceship Mm -hmm. in the best way. And for me, it felt like it was distracting my mind from just keeping me here on earth, if that makes sense. So like it was able to really raise my vibration in a way that I could go there. Cause a lot of the time, I, I don't know if any of you feel this out there where your mind just kind of brings you back down So back down to reality or back down, down, like kind of low. And so this really got my mind out of the way. And I just felt it in every part of my body and being. And it was really beautiful. And I just can't wait to work with her more. Yeah, she's amazing. And for you ladies that have been curious about my Reiki training experience, we talk about that. So what Reiki is, how training works, what attunement is like. um, So you get all the information you need there. So We're excited. She's Santa Monica Healing on Instagram. She lives in LA. So if you want to connect with her, please do. We would welcome it. And she also has a retreat happening at Mount Shasta. So you can check her website. There are tickets available for that. Mm -hmm. Mount Shasta is super special. We talk about it a little bit on the podcast. That's on September 26th. So it's coming up. Coming up. Really special. So thanks for listening. As always, it means a lot to us. And and thanks for listening to conversations like these that might be out of the ordinary. I don't know where you are listening, but I can imagine that some of these more spiritual and other dimensional talks are maybe not what you're doing on the regular. And so I think all we can ask of ourselves and you is just to be open and and why not? Yeah. Have conversations like these, like you can absolutely choose to dig dig in deeper or not. So yeah. we just, just take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. You know, it's all new you. information. It's all, we're all learning. It's fun to be open-minded. You know, it doesn't hurt anyone believing these yeah. things a lot of times. So everything we're saying, just take with a grain of salt, but we're so thankful that you are listening. Yeah. All right. We'll see you on the other side. Enjoy this episode. What's up, Almost 30 Nation? It's Linz, and I am here with Shara, who is our community manager and a fellow mega fan of Athletic Greens. And I've been just been loving talking to our community and our team about the products that we, the products and brands that we promote on the podcast and like how they're using them, how they feel, because it's real. We really use them. So I'd love to know, Shara you know, what your experience has been since incorporating Athletic Greens into your routine. Absolutely. I actually discovered Athletic Greens at our retreat. We had packaged out for the attendees and I was just using it throughout our week and I noticed how much energy I had. And I'm such a green freak. So being able to just empty this into my water bottle and have it first thing 
gave me such a peace of mind that I was getting such good nutrients and all the benefits. So like it's just in one glass and I couldn't believe how good it tastes. I absolutely love it. Right? It's it's crazy. It's really like a night. There's like a slight sweetness to it, but it has like 75 vitamins, minerals and whole food ingredients in it, which is mind blowing. And has it like, have you noticed like a difference in your digestion and like skin and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Digestion for sure, especially since I take it first thing in the morning. So I actually like to work out fasted and I do my workouts in the morning and I take my little single pack of green athletics with me or athletic greens with me and I just shake it with water. Sometimes I add a little bit of protein and it holds me over until I have my first meal. But that way I'm able to keep my energy up. My skin has been great. And again, the taste is fantastic and the convenience is more than I could ask for. Right? I know. It's so good. And like the thing is like no one has the perfect diet it. All of our bodies are different. Like your body actually changes in what it needs nutritionally every day, like depending on stress and sleep patterns and all of that. So starting our day with athletic greens in this way really helps you square away your nutritional needs. So yeah, it's for energy, for gut health, for your immune system, for your nervous system. This is just really great for stress. I mean, say no more. This product is incredible and they are obsessed with quality. So they really make sure that all of the ingredients are of the highest, highest quality. All the ingredients are super clean, green and bioavailable, which is important to us. And this is great. You know, if you're gluten-free, dairy-free, this is for you. If you're vegan, this is for you. There's no sugar added, no artificial colors, nothing, no chemicals. So if you'd like to try Athletic Greens, trust Shara and I and the whole Almost 30 team. We love it. You can go to athleticgreens.com slash almost 30 and you'll get 20 free travel packs, which is a value of $79. Highly recommend. So you'll get 20 free travel packs with your purchase uh, when you go to athleticgreens.com slash almost 30. Let us know uh, what you're loving and how you've incorporated it into your life. As always, we're so excited. I mean, one, to have someone on their first podcast when I would have thought that you would have been on a million bajillion because of the work you do and how impactful it's been for us. But we have April Fender here. Yeah, so pumped. New author, she has two books out, Chakra Balance and Essential Chakra Meditation, which is so exciting. I'm so happy for you. But you guys may know April, she is my Reiki teacher. So I went through Reiki training the past couple months. I did one and two. Um, I did about a month break in between, I believe. Uh, And I've seen her for sessions. I've seen her for quantum healing. And you've just made such an impact on my life. And I just love being friends with you. So I'm so grateful you're here. I think you're going to make me cry. Oh, you're already in a cry mode. Thank you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're so, in cry mode. Get the tissues. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful. And I woke up with a really grateful heart for Aww. you two sharing this experience and breaking in my virgin pod experience. And yeah, today is a little emotional for me, but I'm feeling really good about it. Yeah. It's a new day for sure. Yeah, new day. A lot of things changing. Well, right before the episode, actually, let's start with um, the Reiki, my Reiki training and my Reiki experience, because I think a lot of people were asking about it. So, and I actually didn't even really know until I went through the training. But if we started from the beginning with Reiki, how do you describe Reiki to people? 
So actually, I've had people describe it to me before because it's energy feels different to everyone. But uh, Reiki is actually like energy, like acupuncture without the needles. So that's how I describe it. But I've had people describe it to me as a loving frequency, just really positive influx of higher frequency, higher energy. And so the training we go through is actually to attune you to that energy so that you can work with that yourself. And what is the, yeah. So that was what was crazy is like, because it's invisible. So, you know, that's what's so interesting about Reiki is that the energy is invisible. So your ability to channel it and to give and receive it is activated with the attunement. Yeah. And it is intangible. And so sometimes it's harder for people to wrap their heads around, but the point is, is that everybody has an innate capacity for healing and to be a healer, to be your own healer. So Reiki just actually awakens that capacity within you, amplifies it, and it, it strengthens your overall spirituality. It opens up your channels. And so do you ever have an experience where, you know, you are feeling really in your flow. I'm sure you do this on your pod all day where you're just you know, in it and you it's, all of a sudden it's the end of the day and you're like, wow, I just accomplished all of this. And it was like, boom, boom, boom. You can't see me, but I'm snapping. <laughs> and that is very much like having the attunement is sort of bringing in these synchronicities into your life, bringing in the flow because we're raising our vibration, which is like the most important thing. Uh, we are at a very important time in humanity's awakening where we are all waking up to the fact that we are these star seeds and we have a mission. And our mission, um, part of it, you know, we all each have our own unique divine mission, but we are choosing to come here right now to share this energy. And so part of my spiritual path, and um, I would say the crux of my work is to share that with other people right now. And I feel like a lot of lightworkers are coming online uh, since 2012, really. Uh, but even before that, it started with, you know, our parents wave like the hippies and, and they were really bringing in the love, loving frequency and holding that down. But now we've done a lot planetarily and moving consciousness in a different way. We're in the age of Aquarius. Okay. So Aquarius is humanitarian. It's forward thinking. We, this is it. This is our generation that's holding that frequency right now. And the people who we know who are having babies right now, those babies are really important because these are the rainbow children. Mm. And we, they're little, like think about them like little crystalline angels that are, they are going to have a whole different set of, of traits than us. They're going to have psychic abilities. They're going to probably be able to teleport pretty soon. <laughs> and uh, a lot of other things that, that they can do with their mind because their bodies are at a much higher frequency. And so that's what, what the work that I'm really moving into um, right now and doing, you know, doing the Reiki attunements and activations has been a big part of that. And it's actually changing, which I'm really excited to, to talk to you girls about with uh, moving even more into the quantum field now oh, than wow. it ever has been before. Before we move on to that, but the attunement itself, because I have not experienced it. Mm -hmm. So what exactly happens during that? So I, I get that question a lot. Some people think that actually I have people who who come into me for Reiki sessions and they, they're like, when do we get attuned? And I'm like, well, we're doing Reiki on you today. <laughs> and it's going to feel really pleasant. It's going to feel like a, a massage, you know, for your soul. And then um, 
I talked to them about attunement process. I'm like, if you are feeling the call, you can, we can explore that together. But basically, so do you know about your chakra system? Yes. Because if you don't, I have two books. (laughs) I know. It's like I have it right in front of me. (laughs) They're here, but okay. So your crown space is what Mm. connects you to your universal light. So this is your higher self wisdom. This is that channel for you to access when you are channeling and you've just been in your flow all day. This is where your, your space is for that. And so... Um, when you receive your attunement, I'm actually putting in Reiki symbols and energy. And sometimes I'll channel some light symbols and light energy into your crown space, whatever you need to become open so that your aura actually accepts that opening. So it's like another layer that you're able to access. So we actually have more chakras than just our seven chakras. We have eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. And this is um, our ability to transcend into different dimension and dimensions, of course, are states of consciousness. So even though you know you and I were sitting in a you know room together right now, um, our higher selves are actually probably in spirit school or doing some work together on different planes um, in our quantum field. And these are all within different chakras. So if I have my chakras open into my eleventh chakra, let's say, okay, there's different names for this across different modalities. But when we open that up we're actually tapping into a cosmic level of consciousness. So we're able to, really that's like the Akashic records and mm-hmm. and things that are happening around us planetarily and also outside of the planetary systems, which I absolutely cannot wait to talk about. But they, you know, these things, we're actually able to access this here in our 3D bodies, but we're, we're the way we do such is that by opening these chakras up. Wow. Yeah. Mm. And so level one attunement, we don't have to worry about opening up to 12D and receiving all these codes. (laughs) Like that might seem overwhelming for a lot of people and I get it. But uh, level one will certainly start to work on your physical body. It is quite physical. So it just, it clears you. Krista, I'm so interested to hear, Mm -hmm. did you have a physical experience during our Ricky One session? Yeah, I was exhausted. Mm. Do you remember? It was for the when the group training. Yeah. I was like exhausted. Oh, you tapped. Yeah. But how long did would you say that lasted for you? Just the weekend. Yeah. It was fine. It wasn't like I was like, it wasn't a negative exhaustion. It was very much so like a recalibration, like a resetting. I wasn't emotional. And on the the Reiki two was really beautiful. And it was funny. I was even saying like after I left. I got, I walked home and it was like a mile and a half from Love Dome. It was in Love Dome in Venice. And I got, I had three men like call me beautiful. Like one was like, you're so pretty. One was like, your smile makes my day. And one was like, you're so beautiful. Mm. And it was like a very random thing. Like I don't really get hit on like that in LA. And it was very interesting. I was like, oh, this is like, I was walking and this one guy was like, wow, you're so beautiful. And I was wearing no makeup. I was like wearing my white and it happened two more times. And it wasn't like that was validating for me, but it was just more like, this is about the energy that I have right now being very present and being very open and feeling very good. You know, it was like, it was interesting to me too, because it was like, oh, the, the men aren't picking up on my physical, really. They're picking up on something that might be outside of themselves that is attracted to, mm-hmm. that is attractive to them. Not that I'm saying that they weren't, didn't think I was attractively beautiful, but they were picking up on something too, which was mm-hmm. really interesting. It was like the allowing to have mm-hmm. like, Totally. Them, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So you're, cool. Usually I'm kind of shut off. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want people to talk to me. So that was just really interesting. And since the experience, it's just been so beautiful. You know, my ability to like channel my thoughts, channel my higher self, uh, be more in 
my body, be more physical, physically present. It's just been like a huge spiritual growth opportunity for me and like coming home to myself for sure. Like now I feel like I speak to myself in the third person of recognizing of self. And it's been really nice to like have that conversation. You know, I just, I, I couldn't recommend it more. Thank you for sharing that experience. I hadn't quite heard that, you know, oh. that before, that layer and, and your perspective. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I have a, the benefit of seeing all of my students' growth and the practitioners that I attune over years. And a lot of uh, similar experience where they're having a radiance about them and the spirituality just, poof, it's just you know, everything's effortless now. Yes. And you can place yourself in an observer mode. And mm-hmm. that is why I do this work. Yes. <laughs> so I'm so grateful. Thank you for sharing that experience. Yeah, it's been, I'm, it's been huge and I can't wait to do three and everything like that. And, you know, for me, it's more about it, me using it as a personal tool or modality for myself. You know, I've done it on Justin and I could do it on people, but it's been really nice to use it on myself to supercharge my meditations. I can feel it. You know, when I have, a, when other healers and teachers are around me, I can feel it. You know, like I'll know if they're a Reiki healer or teacher because I can feel their energy is a little different. Yeah. And it's just been been magic. But when you're doing the the attunement with the light code, so how would, is it a channeling that you're doing that you're able to tell? Okay. Yeah. So once I'm in that space of passing the attunement, since I am, I have to be in a really uh, high vibrational space. So that morning, you know, and especially I get, I get massive sleep the night before I wake up, I'm doing like light juices or something and really barely even thinking about food because I'm so excited to, you know, have this huge energy day. Some people come in with intentions as well to awaken Kundalini energy. Oh, yes. And to, Mm -hmm. because they, you know, we're on a mission now. Everybody's like excited to clear their karma from this earth. I cannot blame them. And so we, you know, we come in with our intentions, individual healing intentions. Everybody's on their own path with that. And so when I drop in, I'm reading for that within our healing space because your auras are open when you're, when you're, you know, taking part of the sacred ceremonial space. Let's just call it ceremonial space because it really is. And when I'm tapping into that, um, I may receive messages from your guides like really specifically like, you know, I have students that are working on their confidence. That seems like such a simple thing to some people who have mastered that. But for people who are just stepping into their spiritual path and really need to lean into their own trust, to be able to listen to themselves and connect with their higher self, that little piece is really important. So that might come through. And so I may have a symbol or two, you know, that I'm channeling for that. Mm. So, you know, when you, when you can kind of tap, when you can tap into that life force energy and you have been attuned, you mentioned briefly kind of what they might feel initially, but what have been some some experiences of your own and maybe of your students that have really created like a lasting impression on the work that you're doing, like for yourself that like you will continue to do this because of that. I think one of the best examples that I can use is actually witnessing someone stepping into their fullest expression of themselves and just knowing that 
they were maybe stuck or maybe dissatisfied with where they were before. You know, I see a lot of people coming in, doctors, actual, you know, physicians, um, nurses, people in Western medicine that are disenchanted with the system because um, we won't get into how broken that is or go down that or any path because I do respect everyone in, in the field. But I have a lot of people coming in that just don't feel like they know that there's more to mm. what they want to be, how they want to be in their own service path. Or maybe they're actually in, you know, still in like the corporate land and they're, they're you know, playing in a certain level of, of design and they are trying to shed some old programming around that. Mm. And it's really important for them to be able to grow their spirituality, but also maintain this life and identity in their, their world that they've built because that's the way that, you know, they make a living. And, and I used to actually, you know, be in, in that position as well. And now I've radically changed uh, that and would consider myself more in a creative field, but to see someone go and, you know, receive the attunement, put into practice what we've gone over and then change their whole life. I have so many students that come back that share their work with me that have, now have been resources for me as a teacher mm -hmm. that I can share clients and and things with them um, that that they're now ready for to take on because they've been really working with the energy and maybe they feel called into working in that way. So for example, I have people who come back who left a you know job as an attorney to now they're doing Reiki and incorporating it with different modalities. So sound healing and um, acupuncture or psychotherapy, past life mm. regression. And so they're doing a lot and they're doing it their way and on their terms. And wow. it's really beautiful. I just love like thinking about like a lawyer, you know, learning and, and being attuned in that way. And then what if they remained a lawyer? Like what if like mm. this for lack of a better word, like infiltrated the more corporate system and we were able to like raise the vibration on that end. Like that's just insane to think about. And it's happening, but I don't I don't know how quickly, but that is just so cool. It's just a message also to stand in your truth and to hold that frequency no matter where you are. So yeah. I have people who are, are still deeply attached and in their corporate life, they're living their life and I fully support it because I know that how spiritually aligned they are and they're bringing that vibration to their workspace. And the thing is when we hold a vibration, uh, it doesn't matter where we are. We could go into, yes, yeah, we mm -hmm. could go into the darkness and that's sort of, you know, my belief mm -hmm. as far as like a shamanic background as well and, and path. And that is the shamanic way is that you are able to go into the darkness and still be the light. Yeah, I love that about you. You know, we are big Dr. Josh Axe fans over here, and he is the founder of Ancient Nutrition, whose mission is to restore our health, strength, and vitality by providing history's healthiest food nutrients. 
to the modern world, which I love that. Let's let's kind of go back. Let's simplify. Let's get real about what is good for our bodies, what heals our bodies. And these products leverage the ancient wisdom and principles from Ayurveda and traditional Chinese herbalism. I've been really into Chinese medicine lately. It has helped me with my anxiety, with my adrenal fatigue. It's been truly incredible to learn so much and to implement these practices and uh, herbs, nutrition. So I'm really loving it. It's making me feel amazing. And I love ancient nutrition. I just trust this brand so much. Just wanted to shout out a few of my favorites right now. I love the keto matcha. So I have this in the morning. Um, It's a nice little energy kick. And it's just great for your brain. It has those coconut MCTs, which if you are keto, that's keto activating. And it's infused with ancient botanicals, adaptogens, and superfoods like ashwagandha, reishi, chaga, and coffee cherry. So I really, really love that. They have supplements and so much more at ancientnutrition.com. This is great for your gut, for your energy, for sleep, for brain function, um, beauty, anything you are looking for, they have it. So go to ancientnutrition.com and you can use the code almost30 for 20% off your first order. That's ancientnutrition.com. Use the code almost30 for 20% off your first order. What's up, Obum's 30 Nation? It's Linz and I am sitting here, actually not sitting here with, but um, I'm talking to JP. She's in Nashville (laughs) and I'm super excited to chat about Kopari. She's a huge fan and we've really loved just talking to our community about the products and brands that they have really loved that we promote. Um, So I'd love to hear about why you love Kopari and the products that you love. Okay. Well, hello to all the lovely ladies out there. Um, <laughs> I love Kopari Beauty. I believe it was one of the first products I tried that almost somebody recommended. And I'm all about clean beauty, clean kin- skin care, you know, all of that. So I feel like whatever I'm putting on my body, obviously going in my body. Yeah. So my go-to products, I'm obsessed with the Coconut Crush Scrub. I use that. Oh, it's the best. I use it about at least three times a week. And then also on those extra stressful days to just (laughs) scrub and, you know, melt away all of that stress. But (laughs) I love that it's, I feel like it's a duo of, you know, being able to exfoliate, but also I get out of the shower, my skin already feels soft without putting lotion on it. So I love that I can kind of get a two in one out of that. And it smells heavenly, I have to say. If you like that clean island coconut scent mm-hmm. um and then my, another go-to product of mine would be the starry eye balm oh my which, god it's my favorite uh, i'm not joking yeah. i love it so much <laughs> i do too it really does give you that shine around your eyes I definitely feel like i have like starry shine um and i do use that morning and night and it has helped tremendously with dark circles fine lines and just it really does give you that little gleam Yes. Um, so I, I find that I love that, especially on days that I'm not wearing makeup. Totally. It definitely brightens everything up. Yeah, which I try to do very minimal makeup anyway. Um, so that, and then the other go-to product that I have is I think it's what the lip gloss. Mm-hmm. Again, just having an all-natural little lip gloss. I dab on just a very little, and that gives you that natural, you know, gloss for the day as well. And I found that a lot of even natural chapsticks seem to not really do the trick for me, but this is 
that's been one that I just can't live without. I think I have five of them. Yeah, same. Because I lose them. <laughs> so <laughs> you got to keep one in your car, one in your purse, one on your nightstand. But I definitely highly recommend that. Oh, yeah. Those are some of my favorites, yeah. too. And all of Kopari Beauty's products start with 100% organic coconut oil and just made with the purest intentions. Um, so there's no aluminum, no baking soda, no parabens, no silicone, no phthalates, nothing like that. So you really don't have to worry. Um, but we would love for you all to try Kopari. I also love the deodorant. It's my go-to. I have one of the deodorants like everywhere I am and it doesn't irritate my skin. It smells delicious and it's a natural deodorant. Um, so go to kopari.beauty.com slash almost 30 and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash almost 30 to get 20% off your first order. Yeah, it, it, just really quickly, the last thing on the Reiki thing, and I want to talk about that, you know, being the light and how one can be more aligned with themselves at all times. If people, I forget, if people came into the to the training, the one, and they had chakras closed, did we open them? Yeah, <clears throat> so totally. Okay. We, we Because you have to have all of them opened to receive the attunement. So you actually can have them all... <laughs> you can have them all closed if you really wanted to come in with them closed. I have only seen two people in my entire practice that have had them closed and we can get into that, but they had very specific reasons around that, a lot of trauma around it. And then one had like a weird interchange with a shamanic individual and that happened. But you can come in, usually people believe that they have a lot of um, blockages and they actually don't. It's actually like only like their heart chakra is a little closed or it looks a little lower than the rest of their system and needs to be balanced. It's usually one or two. Um, women, I see this a lot in the heart space, the throat space and uh, sacral womb healing, trauma healing with that. And you can you know, sit down with all of these blockages. And then we actually, through the attunement process, I like to consider it like receiving 10 Reiki sessions at once mm-hmm. because it's immediate and then you just are cleared. And that is why so many people have intense experiences, which we were just talking about before we hopped on this pod, is that you you may have, if you have a lot of stuff to clear, you may experience a more intense experience, but it's not bad. And just like in Buddhism, right? Nothing is good or bad. It just is. If that is the experience that you're in, it is there for a reason and it is there to be acknowledged and cleared. Mm-hmm. And so you're clearing through gosh, how many lifetimes of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's so it feels weightless afterwards. It feels really light. And every level that we do is deeper. So that's why level two, it's more of a uh, emotional clearing. And so <laughs> that one, I receive a lot of delayed response when I follow up with my students because it takes them like a week or two or three to... Look at what I was messaging you about. I was asking you questions. I'm like, is this normal? I'll have to message you. Yeah, there's there's a lot of t- uh, texts that I get that asking me, is this normal? And I usually, unless it seems really out of place, I will say we can never tell when someone's having a healing crisis until after. <laughs> so usually I tell them, wait a day. 
And then we're going to talk tomorrow and I want to, you know, be there in support of whatever you're going through and we can talk about it. But I want you to just sit with it and lean into it a little bit because a lot of this awakening process is us sitting with our own stuff and just going, oh, you know what? I'm responsible and it's ready to go. That's mm. truth. Yeah. Even with the awakening, it's like you look for answers from the outside, you know, and that's, and in the awakening, you're so right. You know, I think when people start to, uh, shift and start to transition, it is even more important that you go in, you know, and following to that. But my, so my text to you after I had the training, it was a few days after um, I said, this is random, but I've noticed I watch a lot of TV and YouTube all the time <laughs> since my attunement. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a way to dull my energy because I'm vibrating higher, but I feel like I'm sort of being sucked into the matrix more than I can remember. It's not mm. like I'm watching total trash, but it's comedy stuff, sketches and stupid <laughs> silly shows. <laughs> Could it relate to my attunement like as my energy vibrating, uh, wanting to stay vibrating at a lower level? And you said it's something to just be aware of. It's not bad per se. It, it's the energy entanglements of the trash stuff that we have to be mindful of. I would go to Gaia, but energy in your field is here for you and present for a reason because you called it in. And just to be specific, I think I was referring to Gaia TV mm-hmm. instead yeah. of like, if we want to go watch, um, binge watch, fill in the name of any reality mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. then you know, maybe I, what I like to do if I'm feeling the itch to do media. And by the way, I I actually, that's a good point. I do not do media involvement before or after attunements. It's probably one of the reasons why I haven't really gone on pods before too, is because I'm just like kind of stay outside of the media because of the energy that I'm feeling entangled in all the things. Because a part of my energy hygiene um, has been to really keep in my lane, stay in my lane, mm. because I know my channel is a is like great when I'm you know on my my own. In a way, it's I, I know that sounds a little bit isolating, but it's actually an energy protection method that kind of has to be like exactly that protected for when at least when I'm in the space of of uh, doing trainings because it's so energy intensive. But I, um, if I'm feeling the itch to to get on media, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to binge watch probably uh, Pleiadian channeling and uh, <laughs> like things like that because I Same. learned me and oh my gosh, if, if I get in a Bashar hole, don't. What's Bashar? Oh, you girls, you're going to have to come over and we're going to have to I would Bashar. Love that. So Bashar, if you do, I'm like... <laughs> Big Bashar freak. Uh, I really want to go to Sedona and see him. Um, Bashar's channel by Daryl Anka. Bashar is a collective consciousness. And I. it's actually a lot of practical messaging for what we're dealing with in the 3D, but from a 5D perspective. So it's like an Abraham wow. Hicks situation? Totally. Okay. Abraham, yes. He, very much in the channeling space. And he actually touches a lot. Well, I say he because it's a... Um, a channel man who channels. Um, okay. But uh, Bashar Collective believes uh, in manifestation through LOA and also uh, law of attraction and also touches on, oh my gosh, everything you could imagine. Um, so it talks about how to deal with grief through people who have departed, how to stay in contact with them. Mm-hmm. So simple things that... Um, are really big issues for a lot of people and also bridging the gap between uh, our quantum fields, which is like talking about the here and now and time as we know it and 
<laughs> so yeah, I want to linear. Thing. I want to talk about the quantum healing because when I went to you, we we did the quantum healing with the channeled technology, and it was so beautiful. And I went to the here and now, like when you just said that, that rings really true. It it almost felt like I went to another planet that exists now that is actually us, but without all the shit. So like, you know, the the media, the pollution, just the more, more, more. And it was really nice. <laughs> but I'd love to talk about one, the technology and what was actually happening. You told me, but I forget. <laughs> Ooh, I would, this is my favorite thing on the planet right now and outside of the planet to talk mm-hmm. about. <laughs> and yes, so I, I have a... For those listening who um, haven't experienced this or or not quite sure, what Lindsay is talking about is a crystal bed that is called the quantum crystal bed. And it actually contains a series of vocal crystals, which they're multifaceted and they're really beautiful. They come in different colors and they provide chromotherapy, sound uh, therapy, rife frequency therapy. And they're actually all aligning for your chakra system. This bed is a complete system. So it's sort of like a spaceship (laughs) this year. And when uh, you go in, the experience is such that you will begin to line up all of your highest potential energy with what is actually in your field. So the idea is that everything is actually already here for you. And to be able to access that, we have to be on its frequency. And we hear this from almost every channel source. I mean, all of them, including Abraham Hicks, including Bashar, um, including like Wendy Kennedy, including uh, just so so many 5D channelers will say that we merely have to exist on the same plane for us to be able to see it. So when we raise our vibration up the same way in Reiki, Reiki's raising your vibration up, you're no longer going to have access to the lower vibrational stuff. We don't want it. We don't want it in our system. It's blocking us. We don't want it in our field. It's preventing us from obtaining our our dreams and what we want to pull in. So we have to clear the stuff. And essentially, when we receive the... There's so many different layers of healing with the bed. So you're getting crystals. There's also an, a bio mat, which is amethyst and infrared. It's really good for your metabolism too, which is like, I need to be on that every day. Oh, and so um, wear it? <laughs> like, don't have time to work out. <laughs> Honestly, eat food with the bio Infrared <laughs> dress. Pasta, bio mat. Yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So, and then you're also receiving rife. So the rife frequency is, I really shouldn't go say this out loud, but it's something probably the government doesn't really want you to know about because, you know, my eyes are huge. Yeah, it completely goes. We're off of Apple Podcasts again. I know, honestly. (laughs) 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 Yeah. No, no. Well, that was a fun conversation. Hey, if you're still here, somehow we're still on. Yeah. Um, so th- there are certain. Uh, let me phrase this in a very PC way. Can we Google it too? You can Google it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I like to do when I'm talking about some shit. I'm like, okay. just Google it. Mm. But, but continue. To put it high, very high level, uh, 
there are waves and the design of those waves can be measured in different ways. If you replicate the wave and you have two waves coming in that look the same, but one is actually going to cancel out the other, okay? Let's say this was a diseased organ or something, an autoimmune deficiency. Let's say it was something that's radically wrong Mm. in your body. Maybe I have a lot of people come into me that are undiagnosed issues, but they know something's wrong. So we dial that in, we dial in your issue, okay? And then we send a wave and the wave actually comes in at the same frequency that this issue you're having or dis-ease, we call it in in holistic medicine, and they cancel each other out. So what's happening is that your body's actually healing. So for example, I have people who come in with Lyme uh, that are going through it. They have a a flare-up or reaction, okay? Or uh, Crohn's, they're having um, IBS or something going on at, at the time. So we have a setting for that. The wave comes in at that setting. Your body's already producing that frequency and they start to cancel each other out, which Mm. means your body's going to start to heal around that, massively heal without medication, without all kinds of, um, you know, doctor visits and medical bills. So uh, although this is not something that is FDA approved. Yeah, um, all the doctors and nurses listening are like, oh my God. They they actually I go into the group. I'm saying uh, something. Hundred <laughs> percent. I actually have a. They're like they logged on. Chat open. <laughs> we love you, all your doctors and nurses, but we're just yeah. having a different conversation. I think they. I think that they're the medical community is actually ready for this, and they've been. So they know that it's there, but they know the game that they're playing yeah. in. And I don't want to call it a game, but the system Kinda. is very valuable because yes. for people who need immediate services, and and it, this is much more for. Um, People who are open mm. to holistic anyway, which in As holistic an medicine, supplement. yeah, in holistic medicine, preventative is the best um, <laughs> cure, which is people roll their eyes at that because they're like, okay, well, but now I'm in this situation where I have an actual issue and I'm dealing with stage four cancer. Okay, well, guess what? There's a setting for that. Wow. And so I will leave it at that high level on that on that setting, but there is a setting for just about anything. And um, I have seen some real miracles, what we would consider miracles. And in Bashar or a different, um, you know, a Pleiadian channel might consider that a shift in perspective mm-hmm. because what we're seeing is actually one timeline and then now it's on a different timeline. So in between those timelines has been your healing, although it looks like that that's your miracle, right? Because we've yeah. now, whoop, okay, we've actually just shifted on you onto a different track. And now you don't have that disease. You don't have those issues. So you're on a different timeline now. Wow. Mm. wow. Is he Pleiadian channeling? So so um, Bashar does Pleiadian and um, well... What are Pleiadians for listeners? Bashar is actually its own collective, which is oh. from a different planet. Um, but the, the system is within the Syrian system. It's uh, If you look at the brightest star in the sky uh, when the nightfall... Um, the brightest star, especially right right now, this time of year, uh, will be the uh, star Sirius, and so I believe that is our north star. So it's very bright. You might mistake it for a planet with the naked eye, but this is actually our closest star system. And um, there's Sirian A, uh, Sirius A, and Sirius B. There's also a Sirius C, which oh, we yeah. find out through Bashar, but it's a dark star at this point because of our perspective different timelines. And on in that star system, there's also Lemurian in that star system. Okay. The Lemurians came in and seeded 
Hawaii and Shasta and the time before, you know, land before time kind of stuff. And they were here bringing light to this planet, working with crystals on this planet and giving our, you know, Gaia, like setting up Gaia for like beauty and abundance and working with the land in that way. And in much the same way, also Gaia or our earth that we're on is a system that has a consciousness that is, you know, we hear everyone saying, oh, everything's connected and we're one. And it is actually because we are within a conscious organism, if you will, that knows exactly what's happening across the world and at any given time. And because uh, we chose to be here, we are actually doing the work alongside Gaia. We each have our own codes as people mm. who came, we were beings that chose this human vessel uh, to awaken these codes in this lifetime. And maybe some of your codes are Lemurian. So perhaps you've stepped down from a star system or two, uh, which is usually the case. We, we say that we're from everywhere because we have been through everything. Uh, planetarily, we've stepped down through at least the, the star systems very close to us. Um, I, I've met some people who really feel like they don't belong here. Yeah. And they're saying, I'm ready to go home. But you know, we we have news for those people. You're home because you chose Gaia to come in right now, and to, and you're here to help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're here. We're here to help the planet, of course, and we're here to help awaken the leaders of the planet that are also from different star systems. Mm-hmm. Hell, true. <laughs> <laughs> what are those star systems? Saturn. <laughs> well, Saturn is, I think, technically in our system. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but Saturn's. Saturn has, I mean, there are beings on different mm-hmm. uh, planets, but those might have be in also different dimensions. Yeah, did you know that, before- that Saturn didn't have rings at one point? So Saturn, they have researched it and they have evidence that Saturn ha- at a one point in time did not have rings and the rings change all the time. So the rings mm. are actually, uh, there is the theory that the rings are actually a vibration. So there is a sound that is coming off of Saturn and it's actually like, a manifestation physically of a sound vibration that is coming off of Saturn. Isn't that insane? It didn't have rings. And also it's crazy. uh, The, what is that? The galaxy uh, or the Milky Way galaxy, I guess, or Mm -hmm. the, the one that we're in. Yeah. So we're in the Milky Way galaxy, but the, the asteroid belt that exists that they believe was once a planet. Yeah. I mean, I, so right now we're actually part of um, a larger system. So the, we're actually also in the photon belt, which we're, Mm. which is interesting. When I heard you say belt, that's kind of the first thing I thought of because it's easier for maybe for me to explain what's happening from that perspective. Mm. Um, We have a central sun in our Milky Way system that is outside of our sun. So when we look at our sun, we think of like, as our communication from Earth transmitting codes to and from the sun. And our sun reports back to a central sun. And this central sun is called Alcyon. So Pleiadian Training 101. Um, that <laughs> Alcyon is is the central sun. And there's a photon belt that's that's called the band of light. And so it takes about 26,000 years, okay, to orbit the, that part of the sun. So every 13,000 years, which is half of that, you're going around and receiving that band of light. 
So we have been in what we really consider the dark ages for <laughs> 13,000 years. Um, this is this was the you know time when the divine feminine was suppressed and held down for. And now we are coming out of the dark ages into love. But it's very difficult to go from dark to love. Mm-hmm. There has to be a little in between, right? There has to be an awakening. Mm. And so right now we're waking up. We're, we're the, the ascent, ascension process is us stepping back into that light orbit, uh, which I believe is the band of light is something like 2,600 uh, years. So it's about, we have about 2,000 years here. So we're not going anywhere anytime soon. We'll be here for another lifetime or two or three or 400, um, you know, through this ascension process. And this is, uh, this is all kind of relating to our, our grand orbit in the solar system that we're in. So we have our own solar system that's, you know, Saturn, Jupiter, the the planets, Earth, our sun, but then we're part of the bigger system of the Milky Way. And the Milky Way system, you know, has the Syrians and Lemurians and different interplanetary, um, most uh, interdimensional travelers. So we actually have a galactic federation as well. If you listen to a lot of these channels, they'll tell you uh, that the the Earth is now re-remembering their part in the galactic plan and the galactic channel is stipulating that we come back online now because we've been offline for about 13,000 years. Wow. Why do you think we've been offline? Just the way things were? Because of our... uh, So the orbit around uh, the central sun, we've really been in a literal time of darkness. And so... uh, it's almost like a descension. Like we are, we've been in a devolved like devolution mode to like sort out our, live out a lot of our karmic stuff here on earth and earth, by the way, they call it the planet of emotions because when we are in our light being bodies, we don't really experience emotion like we would. It's more of a gray area than like a black and white, like, Oh, I'm having an angry and feeling anger today, or I'm having a bad day. No, like we're just like loving, loving beings of light Mm -hmm. that are, all forgiving and all like beauty and um, peace, very in general, very peaceful, depending on what star system you came from. But everyone in this room is definitely on the, you know, light being. And we were orbiting through this. Now we're crossing into that band of light that's going to be lasting for quite some time. That's when the Mayan calendar ended, by the way, 2012. And we were mm. supposed to be sort of apocalyptic, but sur- surprise, we're here, we survived. But that was when we were actually moving into the light belt. And a lot of um, ancient cultures actually reflect this. So if you go to Egypt mm-hmm. and you you know even look at the sacred geometry of the pyramids and everything that um, Nikola Tesla you know wrote out and and was was putting out there his body of work on and he had a lot of his information from the Egyptians too. All the sacred sites, the churches that were built over goddess temples, like all of this information is galactically placed. These cultures were receiving information from other star systems to inform us where we're moving and when. Mm. So that's where the Mayan calendar is saying, okay, well, this is a new time of light. And so now we've stepped into it. We're on the other side of it. And that's why we're seeing a lot of people awaken. I know I can tell you that's probably one of the reasons why I fully stepped into my work in the way that I have 
is because I a light switch, switch went off for me to say, oh, the world needs this right now. This is where I need to focus. And so part of that mission has has taken a lot of sacrifice to be able to get that mission out there. But a part of me knows that's kind of just what I'm doing. Like, I'm totally yes. cool with it. <laughs> like the other part of me is like, well, this is a lot of sacrifice in you know human form. Thinking about back then, like say in Egyptian time, mm-hmm. like there wasn't technology. I just want to know your like thoughts on the internet and just everything. I guess the internet as a whole. So that's like the big umbrella and just how... Is it blocking us from from channeling or is it, are they trying to communicate through technology? Like what is actually happening or what do you feel is happening? Well, I would love to hear some more of your thoughts on, on how that's impacting. I actually hadn't thought about it in that way before just mm-hmm. because I feel that everything that we've evolved to here... There have been other civilizations that have reached the same level of evolution, maybe without the technology part. Maybe they're using... Or uh, with. I mean, maybe. Like we were just talking the other day. Greater technology. Yeah. A different technology yeah, for different. sure. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like um, in Lemuria, they used crystals to hold all their information. We use... I don't know what's in a laptop to make it Crystals. Work. Crystals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their crystals are coded hard drives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess... Yep. Yeah, I guess the difference, and, and I see what you're saying, and I wonder is... In the difference in the way that our technology seems, it seems like the matrix or whatever has found a way to infiltrate it, to leverage it in in a in a negative way at times. So it is almost like parasitic in our mind, where there is a parasitic element where you do kind of lose yourself at times in it. You know, it kind of takes a little bit of your soul. They they do say, and by they I'm referring to channels and what I've tapped into with my own channel is uh, that there are some darker forces at play that have um, not your interest, your best interest in mind. They have um, to control and to kind of oppress and to not kind of oppress, oppress and to confuse the masses really. And scare you. Yeah. Well, to keep us locked into a fear-based mentality. So it is up to us in a very, um, in that way to, to hold our frequency of light and just know that no matter what, just by being your light, you are healing. And you can use technology to your benefit in that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. So we're using it now to get really solid information out for people that may not you know, have another access to information like that. Maybe they haven't listened to the channels for the past five years or something. Mm-hmm. So in that way, I think it's, it's helping. And also uh, there's, that risk of you have to, it's kind of like when you work from home, you're like, oh man, I got to be really on top of my stuff even more than before. So now we're awakening. It's like, ah, I have to be on top of my stuff even more than before. Like, because there's more to lose and there's more risk at getting sucked into the negative media and, and to distractions and to um, the, the, I don't want to say bad, but the yucky hygienics of it. Yeah, I think as far as the technology is too, like I feel like different, you know, at at different times, different species and even maybe humans at like a human type or homo sapien had technology that was more so related to time and space manipulation and energy, energy awareness as far as like telekinesis or like Nikola Tesla having free energy available to all. And then... And I wonder, you know, with the internet, it's like a different way that things are channeled and disseminated, but it's unfortunate because 
it's more or less the free energy. It's more or less a free energy source because it exists everywhere, but then it's put into these different spaces where it is controlled, you know, by the largest corporations yeah. in the world that really have the hold over us getting access to all of these things. But but yeah, I think that's that's fascinating. As far as, uh, you know, aliens on earth, what do you think that they they come to visit or do you think that they live and exist among us? And Or, or do you think that people are just a lineage down the line from them? I have a great big smile on my face mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I love you so much for asking you. the good stuff. And um, I believe, uh, yes, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we are stepped down from... Uh, when I say down, this is a little bit more of a dense frequency yeah. than the other star systems. People from Venus or people from Lemuria, uh, the original Syrian planets, are living their best 5D lives. They are not embodied. We are in a body, so therefore we're a little bit more dense. We, I see people sometimes uh, reaching out to connect with them, their higher selves or their spirit self. And what they... As a spiritual guide and teacher, what I will say is that people forget that we were never separate from spirit. You already have all those codes inside of you. You already are. You are an alien girl. You too. We are all living our alien lives here embodied in a different timeline. The quantum level, Krista, may be working on something on her home planet right now. That's a really big uh, awakening for her home planet that she's disseminating and, and getting out there, like her work. And I bet you it's not dissimilar from the work you're doing here and now. It's very likely to be very connected. She's tagging and re- you know, she's on doing stories and <laughs> she's on the gram. She's like doing her thing. <laughs> and she's so efficient yes. because she's, she's able to manipulate fields and, um, also, without these bodies, ooh, they're so cumbersome. So in the 5D, we really get to work in uh, without time limits because there's not, there's just, it doesn't exist. Uh, there are alien species that are from every place we can imagine in the star systems. And they visit Earth because Earth is so important right now. Everybody's got their eyes on Earth. On the, on the, not to be egocentric. Yeah, but we are. (laughs) But they they really have an interest in our planet because it supports life in an embodied state. The biodiversity on this planet is vast, even within species. Mm. And it is, people have an, an interest, invested interest in keeping this place alive. Now, there are other dark forces that could be potentially very harmful, which we've already seen from our perspective because it's just a perspective. The earth is not destroyed. It is, this is going to be controversial. Uh, The earth is not destroyed and it's not actually being destroyed in the way that we think it is. Okay. Um, From our perspective, we see a certain, the way the light is hitting the earth, we see that certain field. But because everything is in the ever-present now, it's already healed as well. And it's... Our future selves are working on that. (laughs) They have been working on it. They've solved a lot of the issues. They've solved a lot of the problems. And so it's up to us now to keep staying in our higher vibrations. We can stay in line with that and continue to really see that outcome. 
in that way, we're molding things uh, very specifically to healing the planet. Nine times out of 10, shopping online beats going to the store. I'd say 10 out of 10, to be honest. I really love shopping online, having it come to my door. I can try things on or try things out in the comfort of my own home. Going to a store stresses me out, to be honest. Uh, But nine times out of 10, if I'm shopping online, I'm overpaying when I'm at checkout. Unless and until I used Honey and all of that just evaporated because Honey is working for me. It's magical. This is a magical app that finds discounts across 37,000 sites online and applies them at checkout automatically. It's a free browser extension that saves you money everywhere you shop. Finds coupon codes and other discounts. It's truly incredible. Like like last week, for example, I was on bedbathandbeyond.com. I was getting... What was I getting? I was getting some cleaning tools and uh, bed sheets and it saved me about 20%, which is pretty dang good. So it's it's been a real, real godsend for me. And I know almost 30 Nation, you would appreciate it too. So you can get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash almost 30. That's joinhoney.com slash almost 30 to download. And in just two clicks, it's on your computer and you're ready to go. Understanding our fertility early as women can help us plan ahead. And Modern Fertility makes it easy with a comprehensive fertility hormone test test that you can take at home, which is so nice. When you request a test, it will be reviewed and ordered by a physician. Your test will be customized based on your birth control. Yes, you can test on birth control. And then they'll walk you through taking it at home or at a lab. And then you'll get your test results on your phone. You also have an option to have your questions answered by a fertility nurse. And you can join their weekly eggnar and learn from other women in the modern women community. This is really important for us to really take ownership of our health, of our fertility, and be more empowered and know more and be able to plan better. A lot of us are having kids if that's our preference. And if we're lucky enough to have kids, we're having them later because we're, you know killing it in our careers. You know what I mean? So try Modern Fertility. We highly recommend. It's fascinating. It's easy. And it just gives you a really clear insight into your fertility. So go to modernfertility.com slash almost 30 to get $20 off your kit. So that's modernfertility.com slash almost 30 for $20 off modernfertility.com slash almost 30 for $20 off. I've read that too, you know, that especially as it relates to the nuclear crisis too, Mm -hmm. that a lot of alien or ET, sorry, ET, ETs have had their eye on us too, because when a nuclear event happens, it's felt all over the galaxy. It's felt everywhere because that nuclear energy is essentially an energy. It's an energy conversation. It's an energy event or experience and they can feel it too. So it's not only detrimental to us and they're watching out for us, but it's also detrimental for other planets and other parts of the the Milky Way galaxy. 
One of the messages that comes through with almost every channel that I listen to and when we all tap in, I'm sure we are able to feel that too, is our the level in which we are connected to these beings because they are part of us. They're part of our past and they're part of our future and they are within us. And this consciousness is available to you if we tune in. That uh, in that way, being so connected, of course, yeah, that makes so much sense that they're they're feeling all the things that we're feeling on this planet. So in that way, we, they also celebrate our joys and they they rejoice when we're ascending. And they see us in our process, like toiling away, like, whoa, the struggle is real. Like, whoa, those humans are going through it. And they actually are, are this is why we're here, is to show people how to ascend, to show people how to work with the energy that's here and now. And it's less about the getting from point A to B because when in our human minds, in our linear scope, we see a point A and we see a point B and we're like, well, this is where ascension started. And when I'm ascended, I'm not going to have a body and I'm going to be in 5D and I'm going to be like really, truly living my best unembodied life. And I'm going to be so free and everything's going to be solved, like world, you know, violence and hunger. And I'm just going to have all this stuff figured out. Well, actually a lot of other planets, uh, have different levels of ascension where they're at in different dimensions. And they tell us, you know, our, uh, why we're here. We're actually here to see people through the process. It's about the journey. <laughs> so just like everything, uh, it's about the journey. It's not about the destination. Because even when we receive, when we get to that destination, when we are, have, you know, we have most of the majority of the planet that's converted into a timeline of love and healing we are still going to have our work cut out for us because it doesn't stop with Earth. Earth is one planet in a very, very vast universe. So pretty daunting. It is daunting, but it's also like it kind of takes if you really think and believe it and and feel into that knowing of that like we're so we're just on this one little planet. It's like, okay. You know what I mean? Because we are so all about ourselves. Like if we're thinking about like all eyes on earth, all, you know, we only, most people only have this idea that we are the only living things in our galaxy. So it, it honestly like makes me feel good thinking about my future self or my, you know, connection to ETs and how they see us. And they're like, oh, they they really are going through it right now. Thinking about it with a bigger, wider lens and like a, a more five D scope, I'm like, oh okay. Like it just as a human, human quotes. It's like you just, I feel better if I think about it like that. And that's why it's so hard for me. Like I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this being like, oh wow, okay, I don't know if I'm about this. It's like I don't understand the skepticism when like. Why not? Why block out that possibility? I guess. Like, how do you kind of navigate skepticism? I know we're in a place where, like, LA, there's a lot of quote unquote weird things. So, how do you navigate that? And, you know, I'm sure you've had your moments, but I'd love to. That is an awesome, awesome question. And it it changes. (laughs) Uh, I've thought about before, um, lately, I've been thinking a lot about, like, moving to Hawaii or Miami or New York. 
Not saying I've been in LA for 17 years, but still, we're in a very special pocket here. If I were to go to one of these other places, who knows how Reiki would be received? And that's something that's so basic to me and an extension of my being that when I receive criticism or skepticism, um, let's just address the skepticism. It, it, uh, I, I just say, well, look, the energy speaks for itself. So, so I might even, you know, I have a lot of patients who come in just dealing with the Reiki aspect of that, who, who say, well, my husband or my boyfriend really need to know about this. Um, can I bring them in? And I get a lot of disbelievers uh, in, you know, not just saying it's men, but um, that come in who through an invitation that may not have chosen to come in on their own. And then they experience the energy and they want to come back. They're like, when can I schedule another session? That's so cool. I don't know what you did or how you did it, but I feel really good. And I wasn't able to sleep for like two years. And now I'm sleeping all of a sudden and I have better, you know, habitual patterns and my mind is thinking in like an effortless way from an observer standpoint. So they're seeing these changes. The energy is speaking for itself. Um, When I talk to people about the scope of aliens, (laughs) we'll take it up from Reiki to aliens. (laughs) I really present it in a way where I'm finding there's a lot of curiosity. So I don't have to really present a lot if I think about that one. Um, the people that are ready for it will be ready for it when they are ready for it and not a moment sooner. Yeah. And so I had a retreat this uh, past April. It was a 420 retreat. Woo! Cool. California! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 420! The best holiday of the year. <laughs> it is actually my favorite. So a uh, personal favorite from a medicine background. But I, um, you know, we were in the desert, Joshua Tree, and it was beautiful. And half the women, I would say, that were on the retreat, it was a women's retreat, were very uh, skeptical. Like you painted that, um, you know, picture. And I completely understand. I get it. Um, It's an out there uh, topic. And I let them know just to stay open. And we're in a very sacred spot. And that's why we choose our retreats in the way we do. It's a very sacred spot. The first night we were seeing ships. I mean, no joke. And you can't really hide that from people. Everyone was seeing them. So we had, it's a, it was on the pink moon weekend. Yeah. So the, the, our eyes were up in the sky, right. like looking at this beautiful, I mean, it wow. was majestic moonrise. It was literally mm. pink. And in the desert, you don't have all the distractions of the city yeah. lights. And it was just really, really breathtaking. And we're watching this. And then we actually were in ceremony that evening. And right before the ceremony started, the energy picked up as is, you know, going to happen during a ceremony, of course. Um, You could feel the buzzing in the air. So a couple of the women went outside and were looking up and these clouds, I'm going to have to pull up a picture to show you, but the clouds that were in the sky, first of all, they looked like little saucers and they were solid and they weren't moving. Whereas like the other clouds in the sky were moving clouds do. And so these clouds were very specific. They had vibrational charges to them. And you look at that and you feel it in your bones. You're like, oh my God, ship. And so these kind of things are happening at energy vortexes now on this Mm. planet for people who are ready to see them. Um, The people who, who were there that you know, we can got blessed with that. LA is a slightly more, I would argue, more dense vortex 
um, the LA portal is uh, uh, constantly, you know, government, the GOV mind control, like with the the planes going overhead and and the pollution and all the, and chem, no chem, you know, chemtrails and, and different yeah. things. But because we have all these things in our field in LA, we're less likely to see our interdimensional guests. Another thing about interdimensional guests is that, you know, they say the grays, the little gray people, mm-hmm. they're actually us in the future. Because think about it. Our craniums, our brains are literally, if you look at the evolution of humanity and you look at a skull yeah. from way back when, they're like a little smaller. Wow. And um, now, now our bodies are getting taller and our heads are getting bigger to hold our our brain, our eyes are becoming bigger and further apart. And think about fast forward another 30,000 years, right? Um, we're doing space travel. We don't have a need for maybe some of their their muscles seem to have atrophied because they're a little weaker because they're doing a lot of space travel. Like three feet tall, right? They're shorter, but they have bigger heads. Yeah. So they say that the grays are actually us. And when wow. they come to visit us, because they've actually have an issue in the grays down the future is that they're not able to reproduce. So that timeline took a different direction. There are some other evolute forms of our evolution that have transgressed out of that. Wow. But the grays specifically that are that come in are us. Wow. In the future. So wow. this is technically our offspring, but technically our future. <laughs> so wow. the, the the timeline gets a little wonked. Mm. Yeah. So I just kind of speak you know, um, I'm putting my hand above my head right over here at this level. And when my, you know, practitioners or students or patients come in to see me and they're asking me about these things, I kind of talk up here and the people who are ready to hear it are ready to hear it. And the people who aren't can go ahead and they can, they can, uh, yeah, call me cuckoo. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I think once you start to learn more about ancient Egypt, like our star system, how vast our galaxy is, how vast our universe is, how we came to be, Gnostic traditions, like there's so much out there that is so wild and crazy. You, that already is backed by the science community that it's hard to believe that or it's hard to not believe other information that is provided as far as extraterrestrials visiting, extraterrestrials existing in other planets. Like there have been times in which we have broken the space time, you know, our ability to break space time. So it's like, it's not far-fetched. I have so many. I wish we had like three more hours on this to talk about CERN and to talk about... What is that? The planet between Jupiter and... (laughs) No, actually CERN is the um, Center European for Research Nuclear. So it is the European Research Center over in... Oh, what do they do? They are in Switzerland. They are in Geneva. Wow. And they actually... um, I received some codes through my last... uh, on that retreat, actually, in the desert, um, I had like a minute to have to myself to channel after mm. holding space for the whole evening. And when I closed my eyes, I was actually in a large hedron collider, which is there. Um, it, you can look this up. It's LHC in Geneva. And they actually do break our time-space barrier. Oh. They are uh, mass-accelerating particles to make new portals, particles, wow. ma- matter, antimatter, um, the way they do this is in a scientific setting. It's the Center for Nuclear Testing in 
Europe. So of course I have this on my radar and I'm like, this is the way I get to other portals. I have to go see it. I don't know how I'm going to get there in my lifetime. My schedule's packed for the next two years. Like, How do I even do this? Well, I look it up and funny enough, I had just booked an Airbnb for a wedding that I was uh, traveling to in, in May, which was like two weeks away from my retreat. And it's 13 minutes walking distance no to way. CERN. Stop it. So, you know, I had this whole harebrained plan to like put on my, I was like, I'm going to Austin Powers it. I'm going to like get into the facility. I'm going to find like um, a disguise. I'm going to get into oh the stuff. Like, how do I do this? I didn't need to do any of that, by the way. I did it all legally, like called them. And, but because they have so many groups there visiting from other countries, they were all booked. So, you know, my manifesting ass was like, I'm just going to manifest it. So I get there, I get in early before, you know, they, they're like opening, I go check it out and you're walking around these grounds and they're right next to the Alps, which are like Ascended Masterville. It's just all like high vibrational over there. All the mountain ranges, by the way, are Ascended Master being retreats. They, they, they gather there. So the, the, the mountains are very sacred on this planet. So CERN is like right next door. And they, they, when you're walking over the ground, it's like you can feel what has gone on there. And these, this is a research facility that's actually, when they're firing those um, electrons and they're breaking like matter apart and they're, they're almost like breaking timelines. There's been reports you can look up where you know a plane was flying when the, the thing was running, the Hedron um, Collider was running. It takes like something like 13 times the energy of any device in the world to run it. While, and so while that's running, you can imagine the energy that it discharges. Well, it fractals off our time wow. space continuum. So I believe that last time they ran it, they got in trouble because this plane was flying um, over Belgium or something and it ended up in Brazil. Like that. Wow. Yeah. And so they, they have to be very careful when they're running that because they can't, they have to time it like so that they're not disrupting, massively Holy disrupting hell. things. So... So very, like things like that, you know, time travel, you can look up in the ancient Egyptians, even in the hieroglyphics, they have little like laptop bags with them. It's like, oh, there's like you going to work. I think too mm-hmm. on them too, if there's you've seen. so much stuff. And it's yeah. just like, girl, there has been time travel since, I mean, that's, how do you think we got here? <laughs> so we were seated here, mm-hmm. um, not to contradict any evolutionary theories because there is a big part of evolution, but um, also to our specific DNA comes from Anunnaki. Mm-hmm. I love that this is going more mainstream though. You know, if you watch any good old ancient aliens or something like, you know, I was very surprised to go home. My parents uh, live in Florida and bless them. Um, Florida is not my choice of uh, usually like <laughs> North Florida, North Florida. Okay. Um, and I, I love, love all of Florida. I love <laughs> the land of strip malls. It's honestly the most, it literally it just blows my mind. It's so gorgeous. It's, it's going to be underwater someday. It's going to be... Going there my whole life. It's Yeah, me, actually yeah. me too. Oh, yeah. Um, so it, it's going to be... Uh, it's In 700 years, uh, maybe before that, upline, Bashar actually um, gives us perspective from that time frame and a lot of places that we are worried about them going underwater, like the swamps and California. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, yeah, they're, they're not... They're, as if, you know, if we continue on that timeline, that is going to be a little underwater. But good news is that's like not in our time frame right now. Yeah. And uh, 
Florida, Florida. Oh yeah. So I was, I was visiting my parents and I actually was uh, talking to them about some pretty esoteric stuff. They Mm -hmm. don't really like know what I do exactly. They do, but they don't, they're like, you do healing. I'm like, yes. And aliens now. Let's let's talk about the good stuff. And my mom was like, yeah, we came from Anunnaki. Oh, Whoa. Did she hear from ancient aliens? She totally heard it on wow. ancient aliens. Because wow. Anunnaki were on Namibia and Namibia stopped by Earth, right? And it was the two of them. So and the one made us the slave race, right? Yeah, the the Anunnaki, they aren't they don't get the bat, the best rap for being the best, how do I want to say like the, the you know, the cha- the earth champions. They don't really get the best rap. <laughs> but they mm. did, they you know, we are partially here due to them. And so they do also have a vested interest in, in humanity. Are they on Namibia though? I believe, believe that to they be? have, I, I'm not sure if they're on Namibia. We should look that one yeah, up. Yeah, I'll see. Because that was actually my understanding was that the Anunnaki are on Namibia. Namibia comes around every X amount of years, like a very, very long time. And actually you can feel the gravitational pull of Namibia, but it's really, really far outside of, you know, our rotational are the different rotational poles that each of the planets are on, I guess, because each of the planets are rotating on a certain axis around the sun. And this one is like a very, very far one. So it takes a long, long amount of time to go around the sun. They may also be interdimensional. Oh yeah. So yeah. if they are interdimensional, even if they are within our, they could be on Mars, but they, they're, we're not able to tap into that because mm. we're not on that plane. Uh, so that's possible that they're actually... Is Namibia places. a planet, a star, just so people can understand? Planet. Okay. I, I, um, I feel like there, there are a lot of ancient cultures that uh, point back to the stars. And just like another fun one to look up is the Dogons. Um, Dogon tribe um, actually before... This is a, a ancient civilization in Africa that uh, they didn't have any contact with other outside human uh, contact at all, especially not technology. In the 60s, they were discovered, right, in quote air quotes, and they actually had um, a whole entire uh, practice that revolved around Sirius, which is a star system, and not just Sirius, which is visible to us, Sirius C, which is not visible to us. Wow. And they had all the sacred geometry and all the measurements for it and all the the um, time it took to orbit the star system. And they had celebrations based around it, a culture built around it. And they had no access to telescopes or anything that they that would be humanly reasonable for them to know that math. And it was all exact. It's because the Syrians come they came and they told they that's part of their culture is that the Syrians came down. And they gave them the information and they celebrated and they said, when you're ready to awaken as a group, as a tribe, we will be back. And we're going to come back and usher in this new wave of mm. you know, um, awakening. And so I think it's so interesting, just all of these ancient cultures are pointing to this time. And it's so important to be in line with your own mission, whatever that is, um, to either help in the awakening or um, in your in a different way, you know, wake up to your own truth. Wow. I'm curious about, I wish we had forever and ever to talk about this. Last question for me, the, the connection to uh, plant medicine and shamanic work with this like 
understanding of us not being the only ones. So with ETs or with, you know, just an understanding of a larger universe and different civilizations and planetary beings, how is that connected as you understand it? So as I understand it, the state of mind that we are able to access, and we'll call it a consciousness layer, when we are participating in plant medicine. So if it's ayahuasca, it would be DMT. If it is medicinal mushroom, it would be psilocybin. Mm -hmm. Even when we're working with cannabis, which a lot of times after we've bridged that um, into that, we've had that foray into plant medicine work uh, can be as activating and bring back a lot of of that consciousness if you're, you're dialed into it. That layer is available to you to tap into um, as as a con- any consciousness layer would be. So mm-hmm. uh, in shamanic practice, you don't necessarily even need the plant to tap into that consciousness. Although the plant experience is a beautiful opening and what Bashar would describe as a permission slip for us to, in our human mind, think, okay, I'm taking this and now I have permission to cross this barrier to Uh, go here. And so once that door is open, right, there's no going back. And we're actually shown through either through feeling through it or through visuals or through the information, which is just now, it's just our deep knowing, like our knowledge that has been infused into our being through this consciousness that's presented to us, it's really just a connection back to self. And we we can go as far as we want. And we can we're not of course going to be able to bring all of it back, even though we want to when we're in that state. And we're like, okay, I wish I had like a huge shopping cart and I could just put it all here and whoop, <laughs> we're just gonna go drive back home now. But the reality is, is that we are moving into a time of synchronicity where we are going to know exactly what we need to know when we need to know it. Now, my memory may <laughs> reflect otherwise for a little bit, okay? Smoked pot for about three decades, <laughs> like two, two decades, okay, two decades. I'm not going to age myself here. But, you know, we, we are actually in a time where we're going to be forgetting things forgetting air quotes again, uh, because that's okay. We are actually switching systems. We're in the middle of it. It's going to be a little confusing right now. We are transitioning to a system where it's synchronicities and uh, higher vibrational uh, type of thinking. And so we're going to be able to access those doorways, like no problem. And that's sort of where plant medicine, I I believe is going. And that's been um, the crux of my medicine work, which I've been doing since about um, 2014, is now... It actually looks a lot different now, but I love that it's becoming more mainstream. I love that more people are experimenting with it, whether it be um, just for the experience to see, hey, what's inside or to really, you know, be venturing into their own work. Um, either way, you know, if you're calling it in and it's there for you, I definitely recommend to give it you know, a try if that's something that resonates because it is a really powerful gateway into these alter dimensional fields which otherwise we wouldn't just be sitting here like I'm not at a, at the kitchen table having an ayahuasca experience or something but could I could be. I could I could be <laughs> yeah, like, imagine if you had an ayahuasca experience and it brought you here you're like <laughs> hello that would be awesome. honestly you're like okay <laughs> um, also so the planet fun. is nibiru 
Nibiru. It was. It's not Namibia. It's Nibiru. So I was gonna say I was like, oh, the country is named after the planet. Literally, <laughs> I got it's a country. It's not. It's not the country. It's Nibiru. I love you so much. It was wow. a common mistake. Only listen to me twenty five percent of the time. <laughs> but I'm glad I found it. But Justin didn't come through with with more details. But you know, I finally figured it out. Penny slacking on Penny slacking. Penny slacking. Tell him to get with his alien program. He is very much an alien. He could be Pleiadian. I want to feel He's got into the look. that when we when I like officially meet. Him. I know, me mm-hmm. too. I want to feel into. Uh, what you want to have sex with him? Or? <laughs> <laughs> like, I really want to like feel into him. Like I want to feel into him when I see him. I'm like, all right, dude. What do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. I love you. Where can our lovely listeners connect with you? And um, yeah, and what's coming up for you? Okay, well, uh, you, they can connect to me on the longest Instagram handle in the world, Santa Monica Healing, because I'm in Santa Monica and I do lots of healing. Um, also invite any uh, local listener to drop into Unplug Meditation, which is where I present some of my classes. Uh, and yeah, I host Sound Healings. I host uh, Crystals and Aromatherapy, which is tends to get really alien too. I don't know how but don't ask. And um, (laughs) let's see, I host a lot of local events. We have a a magnificent retreat for ladies. Sorry, guys. Um, But coming up in September. So that is on the 26th to the 30th. uh, We're actually going to be going to Shasta. Mm -hmm. And that is very exciting because that is another portal place. So uh, funny, just quick side story. Last time we were up there, we were just, it was like full on alien invasion. Like ships are just there. So if you do have a chance to go, whether it's part of the retreat or not, um, it is a very special place right now. Again, remember those mountains. All mm-hmm. the Ascended Masters are there. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get in touch with Isis and St. Germain and Mary Magdalene, right? All of those those beings, they go hang out. They like kick it for the weekend. It's good. I mean, they're there most of the time. But in a, a, a dim- dimensional field, a lot of consciousnesses are gathering at these hot spots now. Wow. And so... Anyway, so we're like, what the hell do we do? (laughs) Well, they know that's where people will receive them. And so just like when aliens visit you in places where they know, like you'll receive them best. So that's that's the idea behind picking um, retreat spots really in alignment with where the awakenings are happening right now. Mm. So we're trying to bring that experience um, of of sisterhood and awakening and activational energy um, through that retreat. And that one is uh, called Sacred Rosh Shasta. So you can find the link in my Instagram. And yeah, but I, I always tell people, you know, you come over, you can book an appointment with the quantum bed. We can talk about aliens. We can read your chakras. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's the yes, best. best. Or do really. the training with you. Either. Oh my goodness. We've done the quantum bed. I've done healings with you. I've done the training, which is amazing. And also your books, your books, your newest book, The Essential Chakra Meditation. And fun fact, that actually was, um, people have asked me recently, they're like, how, how are you writing so much and doing so much? And like, well, actually a little fun tip. I literally just channel the book. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have to worry about writing it like April's mind isn't like do 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 like what am I going to write next <laughs> like oh I'm really stuck so when we find ourselves getting stuck and this is also a tip for writers or people who are producing their own work and I know a lot of us listening are creatives and already doing that um, that when you put yourself in a meditative place and this is the basis of my practice is that you can actually just channel anything by asking 
asking for assistance from your higher self and your guides and then just making the space for it. So that is how that book was born. I'm really, really excited to share it with the world and um, hope, hoping that in the introduction, it, it, uh, my dedication is to all the goddesses of the world. Aww. So not to exclude any gods that are reading that book, but it's to everyone who's really inspired me to be a stronger channel. And I hope that those messages are really activating for everyone reading. Thank you. Beautiful. Congratulations. You. Truly. Thanks All right, for being guys. Here. There you go. <laughs> Aliens, baby. You're welcome. <laughs> Aliens in my Reiki experience and Lindsay's quantum healing, all of the things. So we will see you on the next one. Thank you so much. So much gratitude. Thanks, ladies. Love Bye. You. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, so first of all, yeah, sorry. I called in Namibia. Namibia. It's Nibiru. My B. That's I just a Christism. My best friend, Maddie, like he just, he uses word, actual words for other things that mean not, that is not associated. Yep. And I say so. it with so much conviction that no one really knows most of the time. Because at first, because I know it's a country, but then I was like, oh, like mm. is Namibia, like the country in Africa, is that also after. A, also a planet? Yeah. It's not. So. It, is it a thing? Do the aliens live there? Yeah. Do the ETs live there? They could. Hey, maybe it's another planet that I'm channeling. <laughs> maybe it's that. Thank I'm you, not perfect, April. guys. So don't expect it. Truly. Thank you so much, April. Santa Monica Healing on Instagram. You can connect with her to do training for Reiki, to get healed from her, to do her retreats. She is awesome. And if you are free tonight, come join us at the Nicole Lappin event at the Riveter. It is going to be awesome. It is all going to be about, it is going to be about her new book, Becoming mm -hmm. Superwoman and all the tactics and strategies she leveraged to do that. Financial wellness will be included and incorporated. And then we will be in Chicago with Milana Snow for a group Reiki healing and conversation with Lindsay and I. We'll be with Julie Solomon, figuring out how to live our best lives with an, with an evening with her. Dr. Josh acts on hormone health, digestion, all things related to health and wellness, and then Empowered Voice in Ohio, Columbus, mm -hmm. and then our event in Columbus on the Sunday. So all tickets are available at almost30podcast.com slash tour. You can get them there. We would love to see you. We would love for you to meet the community of Almost 30 Nation. We are strong. We are open. We are kind. We are loving. Yeah, truly. And at a lot of these stops, people are getting together before the events. So reach out to your local ambassador. I'm sure they're planning something. It's just a really great way to connect before you come to either a show or a workshop, whatever it is. But we're excited to squeeze you and meet you in person and we love you thank you so much for your support we could not do this without you we do this for you and we're just grateful that we can kind of share this space with you yep and stay tuned as a last thing for your podcast pro Mm -hmm. So you guys want to start to monetize or grow a podcast we got you your podcast yeah all right love you see you love next you. time bye bye